morning I'm going to talk about uh, the prodigal son. And I want you to think about, have you ever been lost? Have you ever been, maybe wandered away? Maybe wandered away. Maybe you had permission to go, but you even wandered further. Maybe, maybe you did a few things you shouldn't have done. You kept wondering. You kept wondering. But when you decided to go home, when you decided to go home, think about how awesome it was to see the faces and the acceptance of the people who love you. This morning, uh, we're going to go through this parable. I'm going to read the scripture in a second. And as we go through um, this parable, I think at times in our lives, we've been in the place of both of these brothers. Again, it's not really written for one or the other. It's written for both. And I think, again, at times, we have wandered away. And other times, maybe uh, we've watched people wander away and then been resentful when they came back and, and may have been given more than we thought they should have had. So again, I think we've probably been in both positions, but I want to read the scripture, and it comes from Luke 15. I'm going to read verse 11 through 32. Then Jesus said, There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all that he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property and dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout the country. And he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly fill himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and Bread enough and to spare, but here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set, out, set off and went to his father. But while he was still far away, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his, robe, or sandals on his feet and get the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. 
Now his elder son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked, What was going on? He replied, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf, because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father. He said, listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes. You killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, because this brother of yours was dead, and he has come to life. He was lost, and he's been found. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Thank you so much for, uh, for this wonderful scripture, Lord. Thank you for your love. Lord, I just pray that you open our, our eyes, open our ears, open our hearts, Lord, to receive your message. In Jesus' name, amen. This parable Jesus told in response to the charge that was put against him by the Pharisees. They, told, they said, this man receives sinners and eats with them. Then his response was three parables. The parable of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and then finally the prodigal son. And while it's commonly called the prodigal son, which prodigal means wasteful, extravagant, I titled the lesson Home Sweet Home. Because again, I want you to have that feeling in your heart when you leave here that you can go home. No matter what you've done, where you've been, you are welcome to come home. Again, it could be called the loving father. Thought. Coming home and helping. You see, it reveals more about the love of the father than the sinfulness of his younger son or the resentfulness of his older son. It talks about the love of the father also feels much about the, the, the elder son who was forgiving. But the younger son, he left, he came home, the father forgave him. The father celebrated him. That's it in a nutshell. But looking closely at the parable, let's talk about his departure from home. You see, when he left, he asked for his inheritance. In other words, he asked for what would do him if his father died. So he's basically saying, me will be mine. Today. It's almost like asking, hey, I want dead. Give me what will be mine when you're gone. Give me what will be mine when you're gone. And according to the law of Moses, you see, the eldest son would receive a double portion. Since there's two sons, the younger son received about a third of uh, the father's wealth. But he's impatient like a lot of us are right now. Too. He didn't want the restraints of his parents. And he didn't want to wait. He wanted that instant gratification that we all seek 
the uh, especially where we uh, live today, we're instant gratification. Again, we get phone calls, we get texts, we get so much communication. Quick, that's what your son wanted. Live his life like he wanted to live. He wanted to go and be away from his father, be away from his family. You see, the granted him his request. He gave him, he gave him what was due him of the inheritance, just like he had already passed away. And the son sets out. He goes away. He goes away, and he lives very wastefulness. And he soon depletes every bit of those possessions that his father gave him. Every bit of it's gone just because of the desires that he had in his heart that he was fulfilling and living a life that's a little different than what his father would have him live. And then all of a sudden there's a famine that complicates his poverty now. So he's desperate, and he hires himself to feed pigs. He fired his, hired himself to feed pigs. And you see, this would be really degrading to a Jew, because to a Jew, pigs were seen as unclean. Swine was unclean. So he's putting himself in the lowest possible job, and he's still not making enough to eat. He's jealous of the food that he's feeding the pigs. Matter of fact, Jewish custom, they said that may a curse come upon great hunger. He's doing a lowly job, and he would have gladly eaten again what the pigs were eating. But all of a sudden, he comes to his senses. He comes to his thought, you know what? My father's hired hands have more than they need. They have more to eat than they need. Here I am with enough to eat. What have I done? Again, his father's hired hands had plenty. And here the son is perishing in hunger. Not only that, but he's homesick. He was, he was ready to go home. So he resolved to go home. He resolved to go home, not to be in the place where he was, but just to be a servant to his father. And what he didn't expect was the warm welcome that his father gave him. Again, the son returns home. The way the father sees him. What does that tell you? He'd been gone a while, but guess what? The father was still looking for him. He was still looking for him to come home. He saw him when he was way away. And then the father's love is immediately evident. He has compassion. He runs to greet his son. He throws his arms around him and gives him a kiss. Again, I don't think that's the welcome the son was expecting, but that's how much love. The son quickly confesses his sin and his unworthiness to be called a son. But before he could even say, make me one of your hired servants, the father joyfully calls his servant to bring out the best robe and to put it on him, put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet. 
kill the fatted calf in order to celebrate his return. The son was not expecting the celebration. Again, I think he knew the father loved him, but I don't think he could imagine that much and have that kind of love in his heart. Again, he just wanted to get away. But when he came home, the father welcomed him with open arms. And if you notice too, the father hugged him, kissed him, even before the son apologized. Is that a sign of forgiveness? I think the father probably knew in his heart that the son was going to, uh, going to apologize and, and, and ask for his forgiveness, but he, he loves him anyway. In spite of going away and squandering everything he had, the father still loved him. Again, the father says, for this, is my, this, this was my son who was dead, but now he's alive again. He was lost, but now he's found. That's the welcome he got from his father. But he was jealously rejected by his older brother. The elder son, returning from the field, wondered what the celebration's all about. And then he was told by one of the servants that what was happening, and he was angry. He refused to go in. He didn't want to be a part of the celebration of this person who had taken money from his dad and they're working. He didn't want to forgive him. He didn't want to accept him back in. And at times in our life, I think we've been in both of these positions. I think we've left and been welcomed back, but other times I think we've watched people get welcomed back and we've been jealous. If we are really honest with ourselves. Elder son, he talks about, hey, I've never, I've never done you wrong, Father. I've always done your will. But you've never provided a celebration like this for me. Do you see the jealousy? Do you see the resentment? Do you see the elder son... As his brother's coming back, he won't even call him his brother. He calls him that son of yours. He doesn't even call him his brother. And he sees this celebration. And he's thinking, man, I've always done the right things. But he hasn't. But he's going to get, this, he's going to get his reward. Why? Why? That's what the elder son is thinking. And he should. He's been working hard. He's been staying there with his father. He's done everything his father's asked him to do. So why should the younger son be welcomed back? Because we can't explain that much love. I've seen it. I've seen it in person. I've seen parents who thought they'd lost children when their children came home. I have seen it. I've been that child that was welcomed back. And I've probably been the brother that's had resentment in his heart. I've been all of them. You see, while this parable is written for two specific groups, really three specific groups, we've probably been all three. We've probably been the Pharisees, too. Think about that. When somebody's been off doing whatever, and all of a sudden they show back at church. Yeah. Have you ever thought, man, what have they been doing? I think we've been the Pharisees as well. 
But again, when the father talked to the elder son, he said, he emphasized that your brother was dead and is alive again. He was lost and now he's found. He made sure that he knew that that was his brother that he was talking about. Get from this lesson something we can apply in our lives today. Again, I think that we can put ourselves in each one of the characters in this, in this parable. And I think the main element of this parable is easy to discern. The Father represents our Heavenly Father. The prodigal son is coming home. He represents the penitent sinner. Again, sometimes that's us. Sometimes it may be our brother. And then the elder brother reflect, reflect the attitude of the self-righteous Pharisees. The self-righteous Pharisees. You see, the keys to the lesson should be evident as well. You see, our Heavenly Father loves His children. He loves us so much that He's willing to accept us back. heard the saying, you can never go home again. But I'm telling you, he's ready with open arms to, arms to receive you. You see, there's joy in heaven. Joy in heaven when one repentant sinner comes back. There's joy in the presence of the angels of God. That's what Luke 15.10 says. Make merry and be glad. Later on in Luke 15. You see, the faithful people of God understand the proper way to receive somebody back in the fellowship. We need to take this lesson. We need to take this lesson and apply it to how much God loves us. See, the elder son thought he had done enough to earn the Father's love. I'm telling you, he, God loves us. He loves us. He loves us when we're there, when we're doing His will. He still loves us when we wander off. And He's looking for us. Always looking for us. You see, the prodigal son was told by Jesus to teach these lessons to Pharisees and scribes. But just think about how much comfort this parable also gave to the hearts of tax collectors and sinners. Though considered unacceptable by religious elite, they learned that they could be accepted by God. God's going to accept them. God's going to love them. God's going to accept us. God See, Jesus said, those who are well do not need a physician, but those who are sick. I've not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Have you been like the prodigal son? And all of a sudden you come to yourself and you realize that what you're doing is not right. Are you ready to come home? If that's the position we're in, that's the question we need to ask ourselves. Are we ready to come home? See, maybe we may be moved by 
that this, by this grace that God has for us. You see, our Heavenly Father awaits us to come home too. He knows when we're wandering. He knows when we're wandering and He's waiting for us. He's looking for us. Are you ready to come home? Second, Colossians 5.20 says, Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ. As though Christ were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Are we ready to go home? Are you ready to accept people back that may be doing things that you don't see as being appropriate? God can, loves them and can forgive them, can we? Can we? Again, home sweet home. Are you ready to come home? If you are that person who's been out wandering and you're ready to come home, again, the Father's waiting for you. Again, He's more than waiting for you. He's looking for you. Ready to accept you. Again, Jesus, the Father loves us so much He sent His only Son and He died on the cross. He suffered for us. He suffered for us even though we're not good enough. Even though we're not good enough to be called His Son. He did it for us because He loves us. And He's waiting to accept us. He's waiting to give us a hug and a kiss. Are you ready to come home? Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank You so much for, for Your love for us. Lord, thank You for always, always looking for us. Lord, for those times that we do fall short and we wander, Lord, thank you for your love and your forgiveness. Lord, thank you for that amazing grace that only comes through a relationship with you. Lord, thank you for sending your son to, to suffer in my place. Lord, thank you for his resurrection, Lord, that even though we're not good enough to live in fellowship with you through a relationship with him, we can. And you love us and you're waiting in open arms. Lord, thank you for home sweet home. In Jesus' name, amen.